everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, everyone seems to be a critic these days, especially now in the middle of cancel culture. It's like millennials came out of the womb and complained about the doctor's performance, their mother's performance, their father's uh, skills as a, a partner in, in helping them get through it, the Lamaze class. They're not happy with anything. And more than that, they want to find out who to blame. There's times I get that. Times I don't, but there's there are times where I look at it and go, okay, I could see that. I had one the other day, a, a millennial told me, do you know why we're angry? Because we were told if you go to school and you get any degree, you're going to have a great career. And there's no job you can get that you're just going to, the first job you get, you're going to retire from. Well, shit, that's not true for my generation either. I know one person out of, God, 5,000 Facebook friends, uh, probably about 500 I've actually met. I went to a huge high school in Southern California. And out of that group, I know of one who in the middle of his senior year moved to the Midwest just down the street from a uh, lawnmower factory. And he got a job there in the, the summer of his senior year. And it was like sweeping up. And then after, while he was going to the local community college, he worked at a different job at that factory. And then he went on and went away to the university. And when he came back, he became an engineer designing stuff for the lawnmower factory. And he just retired like last year. So it's like, yeah, that's a story that's almost like a unicorn with a lottery ticket in its mouth. Winning lottery ticket. You know, it almost doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet for this generation. So millennials, I am sorry. But you got to get off your ass. You know, take a look at the Bill Gates of the world. He didn't, he started the one company that he's going to retire from. I mean, hell, he's, I think he's retired now. I don't know. He's pushing vaccines these days. But I think it really comes down to this. If you're looking to be defeated, you're going to be defeated. If you want to pick yourself up by your own bootstraps, despite what AOC says, where that's physically impossible. Okay, you're talking about it. It, it. It's an imagery thing. Get off your ass. Make it yourself. If your original plan doesn't work out, improvise. There's a comedian that I really love, Tom Segura, and he said this in one of his concerts and it was one of it was actually a very sincere moment for him i really enjoyed it and he said no matter what your dream is no matter how silly or crazy your dream is dream it you know if you want to do a hot dog stand on the corner that also sells cowboy boots go for it he said as long he said you will be successful 100 of the time as long as you understand this that as time goes on and the further you get into your dream, your dream may not turn out to be what it was in the beginning. So as long as you can shape your dream to improvise and take advantage of situations and all that, you will be successful. And it was, that was awesome. And I realize I'm paraphrasing here. So if you're a heavy Tom Segura fan, my apologies. I don't have an eidetic memory. Now, I think dreams are a big deal. Uh, originally, I just wanted to do the first hundred podcasts. 
now my dream is, and I'm, it's starting to make a little bit of money. I'd like it to pay all my bills. So I'm on that road now. So you get a chance, visit the show notes, click the support the, the podcast page, visit the affiliates, buy the book, anything, anything you can do to help. There's a thing called buy me a cup of coffee. And basically it allows you to buy the website, the podcast, a cup of coffee. One cup is five, two is 10, three is 15. God, that sounds nice. You can even set it up to do it every month. But that's where, in the long run, I'd like to make money there. I'd like to sell ad space. I'd love for this to become, God, the the goalpost in any podcast has to be the Joe Rogan experience. I mean, I did the math on that one, and the amount of money that generates on a daily basis is just ungodly. But it's a believable thing. So what is your dream? What is it you want to do? Get off your ass. Start doing it. If nothing more than 10 years from now, you can look back and go, at least I took a swing at it. And it turned into this and eventually became this. Because where do you think Bill Gates came from? He didn't at 18 say, I want to start a software company and be one of the richest men in the world. That just happened as he rolled with it. So with that kind of high-minded, believe in yourself, but understand you could fail if you stay to the strict understanding of what you want, but just keep swinging. That brings us to today's episode, blah, 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 fight me, on today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, there are some things that go with podcasting, writing a blog, stuff you never expect. Now, I expect some fans. I mean, that was why I started this, thing, this whole thing in the first place. I expect to get some sarcastic comments, both on the, the page that the blog was originally on and on Facebook, which is the main marketing social media site I use. But with the fans comes different niches. Niches? Niches. Niches? Niches of fans. Anyway, there's groups. First, there's the cheerleaders. And I don't know what I'd do without these people. They are kind of like the grease that keeps the machine moving. Basically, they love it. They read it. They listen to it. They comment on it. They tell their friends about it. Anybody that doesn't like it, they attack like a pack of rabid wild dogs. It's never a pretty thing to see. But they get me. They realize that I might say some shitty things that they don't like, but they hold tight because they know I'm going to move on to something else. I have the attention span of an, of an evil gnat, so I'm going to be on something else that they're not going to be upset about later. I do this for them. Next are the critics. Critics come in two separate flavors. Oftentimes, there's an actual critique. This is when they tell me how I fucked it up. It was either funny clever, or a good idea, or not funny, not clever, and pretty poorly thought out. Or I spelled it or pronounced it wrong. Or used the wrong there instead of there, or there, in there, with there. They insist in large part on writing private emails because, and I quote, I don't want you to blow this off and just make fun of me on the podcast. Well, you're right. I'm not nice. I'm childishly obscene in a blindly defensive manner. But they do claim to like it. 
I don't think they do, but that's what they always say. Like it makes their critique easier to take. And then there's the people who actively hate the blog, the podcast, me, or today's subject. The reasons to hate the blog seem to be numerous. And since I started the podcast based on the blog, those cropped up overnight. I got a hate mail after I posted the first podcast over something I'd written almost a decade before. Now, a lot of the hate seems to surround me and my many faults. I took a sampling of keywords, and I found the top five problems that I seem to inflict upon the world at large. Homophobic. It's entirely possible, but it doesn't really match up with my strong gay following. I mean, several of the cheerleaders are gay. I can't afford to offend gay people in that whole don't shit where you eat kind of way, the same way you don't sleep with somebody you're working with. Besides, I am a true fan of lesbian porn. Trust me on that one. Another word that came up, uh, misogynist. This one I truly don't get. I love women in a deep and pure way and also in a completely sexist way that kind of is a, a bit objectifying, but at least I'm honest about it. That I'm illiterate. The whole basis of this podcast is from a blog that I've written over half a million words on, so it's impossible. I am a poor speller. I frequently, I, when I used to write the blog, I frequently pooched remembering to do the spell check. But there are words on the page that convey some sort of thought, so the illiterate tag doesn't fit. Plus, I found that if I went back through and edited, I found myself censoring myself. And one of the things I didn't want to do was censor the, the original thought in any way. Another word that comes up quite a bit, offensive. Intentionally trying to offend. That's a quote. Uh, you think... It's a dumb joke, but if you go to Webster's Dictionary and look up offensive, there's a chance. I don't know how big a chance it is. Might be a picture of me there. The final one, mean. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. They're dead accurate on that one. I am frequently a rotten shit, and I will try my best to piss you off for no reason that anyone, including me, my therapist, anybody else can figure out. But I don't understand why they hide behind untraceable email addresses. I used to get one from a lady in, in New Zealand who would sign her emails, Little Mouse. Now, Little Mouse, the first time she sent me an email critique, I shot back. She talked about her cats. I read this in the morning with my cats. I sent back that cat abuse is illegal in the U.S. Um, people who sexually abuse cats will go to jail. And then I included a picture of a, a roadkill that happened to be a cat. Is that childish? Yes. Is it obscene? Yes. If I was in grade school, should I have been expelled? Yes. However, I'm an adult and I, I look at it this way. She came into my yard. She sent me the email. I get to do what I want. But I did find out why they use those untraceable email addresses. They don't want a reply. They just want to chastise me and get in the last word. Fine. It's cowardly, but at least it's effective. I mean, they got what they wanted. If they don't respond to my email, 
they win. However, that email is still sitting in their box. So it's almost like you took a swing at the big guy. It didn't hurt him. So now he hit back. If you try to hit me back again, it means I hurt you. And I win. It's kind of a narcissistic way to look at it, but I'm not above gaslighting people. Now, in a nutshell, these are the people that read this sad little blog. People that love me or a whole collection of people that hate me. Same thing with the podcast. Now, for those that like it, at least a majority of the time, I thank you. I appreciate your support. Buy the books. Support the podcast. And for those that don't buy it, don't like it, don't want to hear it, I leave you with this. Bite me. Preferably in the middle of morning coffee.